from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. Rock and roll capital of the world and birthplace of the comic book superhero. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. This is the Panel Scanners Podcast since 2012. Podcast, and this is our sixth annual end of the year awards program. Yeah, it is. It's great. I, six years of talking about the things that we love. Uh, Tim, Darren, and I have scanned through thousands of panels in search of our favorite characters, story arcs, moments, and art from 2017, and we found some really good stuff. I didn't scan any panels. What are you talking well, about? Well, Tim, <laughs> we know your whole situation here. It's not. It's not the you know. I don't expect too much from you. Let's be honest here. I appreciate that. So, so come on, Darren, why, why, do, why do we actually do this as favorites and not saying it's our best? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I get sort of, I don't, I don't want to say offended, but it, it sometimes irks me when I see these, the top 10 this. And I'm like, what qualifies this person to say that these are the top 10? So we like to categorize things as our favorites because it's personal, it's personal choices, and these are the things that I liked to read. That way someone can't call us out online and go, you guys, I can't believe you picked this. I'm like, well, it's my favorite, pal, so why don't you give us your favorites? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and any, everyone else, yeah, their favorites, everyone who's listening out there, I mean, let us know what your favorites are when you li- after you listen to this. I mean, you can <coughs> uh, leave some feedback on iTunes comments, um, uh, Facebook or Instagram pages, which are, how do we, how do we get to those, Phil? Oh man. Uh, pretty much all of them are panel scanners. If yeah. you search panel scanners here, you'll find it. Um, and if you f- jump onto the Instagram, I just caught up on three weeks of comics. So there are lots of things yeah, in there. It's our crazy. Instagram's been pretty busy. Yeah. It's been very busy in the last few days. So poor th- Phil, uh, had a little bit of an accident. Yeah. So I was posting pictures of Christmas ornaments to keep up. Uh, with that, the panel scanner's Christmas tree is up and running. Uh, very broken wrist. I'm okay. I'm bouncing back. He so it's is okay. all hemped up on painkillers. We I'm, have no idea where this is going. I'm to not. Be. I had to drive I, here. I can't wait. So I'm just in pain. So it's the same situation, really. So with that, before we get to all that, oh uh, yeah, yeah. While we were away. News from the Arrowverse, and I don't know if you guys have been following what's going on here. Um, I don't think we any of us are would consider that the, the DC Cinematic Universe is in any way, shape, or form anywhere near trying to catch the Marvel Universe, but I do feel like, given what I've read, the DC Television Universe is giving it their level best. Um, they just completed a massive crossover... Uh, which I will admit I have not seen. I have. Uh, you have seen it? Yes, I have. And I, and I know that there were a ton of Easter eggs and people were like losing their minds about, about a bunch of stuff. Um, all signs pointed to, they, they at least now have officially acknowledged Batman exists. I believe it was in Supergirl's universe. Is that correct? Um, gosh, yeah, I guess that... Mm. Yeah, was that Earth? Yeah, now that you talk about that, I'm watching the show and I'm trying to think about what Earth they were bouncing around to. Um, Boy, I I didn't pay close enough attention to that, but it was actually 
an interesting episode. Um, it was the second episode of the Else Worlds, and um, there was a lot. It was very funny between uh, Oliver and Barry, uh, uh, the Flash and Green Arrow, um, talking about whether Batman exists or not. The Green Arrow is like, oh, he's just a myth, and it would. They were playing off each other, and the chemistry between those two guys is fantastic. Yeah, it's. It's definitely to me the best thing live action DC's got going. Um, they the, right from the bat, right right from the start because the Flash debuted on Arrow. Um, it was a two part episode of Arrow, which ser- sort of served as the backdoor pilot for the show. And right off the right. bat, they, I mean they 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 were they were great together. They it's I want to see more of them together. I think I think because the characters are kind of you know Oliver's more straight and serious. And Barry's a little, you know, more easygoing, and uh, they really play off that. And I really, I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought. Yeah, the the whole thing was kind of cheesy, kind of corny. Sure. Um, I haven't seen it, but I, I, I I've watched most seasons of this both series. You know, and, and given the given back to the chemistry, mm-hmm. before you joined him, one of my favorite moments in at our end of the years was when the Flash debuted and he got a little cocky with Green Arrow and Green Arrow shot him in the back. <laughs> yes. He was like, Don't worry, you'll heal. Like, oh man. Well, that's that's funny you say that because there's actually a callback to that oh, in this Else Worlds crossover. Yeah, now and here's the other thing I like, and I want to see what you think of this. Their casting of Superman. And their casting of Lois Lane, finding these awkward-looking, attractive people, boy, oh boy, does that feel like they went right at the Donner Superman movies with these two castings. Because I saw the girl Lois Lane, you're like, when you look at her, you kind of have to look at her sideways a little bit. And you're like, I mean, she's very attractive. I and get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like they didn't go for Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane. They went for... To me, I think they actively pursued a Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder kind of dynamic with that. Um, and the Batwoman costume leapt right off the comic book pages, which you have come to expect from all things Arrowverse. Um, and then came what I, I think we all should have seen coming. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand... There were nods to Smallville. Yes. There were nods to the Nolan Batman verse. Um, yes. And then there were nods to there was there a nod to the DC Cinematic Universe or not, which would be really strange oh, if there wasn't. Well, but I also understand we're like we're we're, if, not, we're, st- we're separated. If there was, I it went over my head. Okay. Um. So they announced something. Have you do you know what they announced? Uh, no, I didn't. They announced their crossover already for next fall, which you would assume is no longer presumptuous. I mean, the the CW's ratings for those shows are as good as they're going to get on yeah. the CW, mm-hmm. I assume. That they are doing Crisis on Infinite Earths hmm. is their next big crossover, which, when you think about it, we should have seen coming because now all these universes... Because Supergirl does not technically I- exist in the same universe as Flash and Green Arrow, because when it started, it started on CBS, right? So they yes. didn't want to... It was so funny because they said, we're not part of the universe, and literally by mid-season, Flash was on um, Supergirl, which was wonderful. Um, so now I think what's going to happen is they're going to have those universes exist in the same you know, 
dimension or whatever. It's interesting. I could see that happening, and they certainly seems from watching this Elseworlds that they could possibly be setting that up, which I'm okay with. And I think, and it'll be really interesting that you're going to see Batman. I think at this point they've tested the waters. I think a lot of this was testing the waters. And I, I don't understand why they wouldn't because you've already Superman's already there. And I, I would assume that if you're going to use Superman, why not give everyone what they want to see? And they Just already get them in there. They already mentioned in that Elseworlds crossover that they had a, they have a relationship. They called them frenemies. Uh, yeah. In there. So, and they went about it when they went, you know, to Gotham. They're they're saying that Batman has been missing for three years. Exactly because they're just you know what it is. That's the whole Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like we we hired Land we hired Billy D. Williams to play Lando just in case Harrison Ford doesn't come back. We're not going to kill him. We're going to freeze him. And if he doesn't come back, then he died in the freezing thing. So it's like, Batman's been missing for three years, and all of a sudden they're allowed to use Batman. Guess what? We found him. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. I really... The crossovers that they've been doing, I've been kind of like, eh. So this one, man, I was I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would. And there was a lot of... Not, like you said, even they had the original, you know, the Flash TV show um, from the... Uh, I know. And it was... Um, what's his... I can't think of his I, name off the top of right. my head. I knew we were, I knew this was going to come up. I watched that show in the 90s. I looked so did his I. name up earlier today. I uh, don't know. John it. something or other, right? Okay. John, sure. Yeah, John, sure. And he was playing... And he was in the costume. He was... It was the costume, man. It's funny... I really enjoyed watching those shows mm -hmm. because, and, and, and we've spoken about this in the podcast many times, is because it, it, this is everything we ever wanted as kids, and especially that of all characters to light that fire, it was Green Arrow, right? Oh, not Batman, no. not Superman. Green Arrow is the one who lit the fire. And for, and season two of Green Arrow is still one of the best seasons of superhero television shows, period. And they it's kinda, fantastic. They kind of poke at that too. That Green Arrow was for you know when they bring up the whole Batman thing, and yeah. and he's getting a little upset about it. You know, they kind of mention the similarities. It, it was uh, it was it was fun. It was great. Um, and uh, you know, it's funny that the actor who plays Green Arrow, Stephen Amell mm -hmm. or Amell, he he's got some range, like where he could be like brooding and dark and disturbed, and then all of a sudden, if he, he's around Flash, he's a little bit of a light heart to him. <laughs> he had a lot of comedy in this one, and I was surprised, and it worked really well. Well, they've done such an amazing job, and, and the boxing glove gag that they did yeah. two seasons ago was magnificent. You're like, you knew it was going to come up, and when it did, you're like, wow, what, what a great job that was. Um, and it, from what we are hearing now, there are rumblings that it's Superman, they, they were going to do a Lois Lane show and a Jimmy Olsen show, and apparently neither of those are happening. Now. Right. It's going to be Superman. Possibly. I'm kind of curious to see how they would do it, though. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. for. Well, I can if you want, but... No, don't. Because um, I do think that if they are going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths, I have to catch up. How do I miss that? Right. Now, obviously, I, I don't expect that, and I don't think anyone listening to this... And who's watched the show and maybe has read Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was the very first retro review we ever did, which I only made it through the first six. So uh, you might want to expect that before that, 
comes along next year, one of us is going to end up doing Crisis on Infinite Earths as a retro review. Yeah, um, yeah probably me. I got it. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we, you should sit down and expect, unless Batman comes in, then all the players are there. I don't and know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wouldn't expect that it's going to be point for... Now, did they introduce the, the monitor? Yes. Okay, so yeah, all the play, all the pieces are on the board yes. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know how you can do this without Batman. I don't either. I think it's got to happen. I think that it's going to happen. I think it's, it's it's one of those things like everyone wants this to happen. There is if you ask anyone who's even remotely interested in these shows, Phil. I bet if you said, I mean, no, you're not watching them. No. But if all of a sudden, oh, Batman's going to be on the show, and the co- and, you, and they show you the costume and it looks awesome. Even you're probably going to go, well, then. Well, they, I, probably, I still probably won't watch up. it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, know, right now, Spider-Man can show up in the Marvel Universe, and I'm, I'm I sorry. Know, it looks great, but I can't watch it. <laughs> I know for me, I don't. I stopped watching the show Gotham, mm-hmm. but I've heard this is the last season of Gotham, and I heard the last episode, supposedly, they're going to do a flash forward, and Batman's going to be in it. I'm watching that episode. I don't know. How, I, I still don't understand the reluctance. Especially since you, they've DC Warner Brothers made went to the trouble, for whatever reason, to state unequivocally that there is no multiple Earths on which the DC cinematic universe and the TV shows exist at all. Like, why would you ever do that? Like, you you don't have to do anything. The fans will take care of that for you. But they made the point of saying that it doesn't exist, so it's not like we're expecting it to be. Affleck, although, and this is pie in the sky. What if Christian Bale walks on that screen just oh, for yeah. the hell of it? <laughs> just for the hell of it. Like <laughs> I got, I got two episodes for you guys. It's mm-hmm. fine. You're. I mean, they did introduce that that the universe exists. Just like you're Christian. What do you think? Because he, everything I've seen from him, he still wants to be Batman. Yeah, I, I could see <laughs> he'd do it. Why wouldn't he? Why would? Yeah, by the <laughs> way, what a big middle finger to the DCEU oh, that man. would be, <laughs> um, right? Yeah, that would be. Or fantastic. what if it's Keaton? Oh my gosh, that'd be great. The Flash to like the future yeah. type. Thing. Yeah, another I'd, world. I'd be all for that. I oh actually might be more into that than I would. Yeah. Either way, I'd be happy. Well, that's what I know. I remember hearing suggestions that you do uh, Batman Beyond movie with Keaton as oh, Bruce Wayne. Man. I'm just That'd like, be cool. Yeah, I'd be all for it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> you know what? Whether or not you, you you think it's great, boy, those people at uh, the CW and the Arrowverse, they are really stretching it, man. They're real, they're giving it everything they've got, aren't they? I I give them credit for for this one. Like I said, I I thought this thing was going to be horrible, but man, I I was smiling when I was watching this thing. Let me tell you who's less likely to show up, I think, than Batman, and that is Robin. Um, Now, (laughs) Titans is ongoing. I I think we're getting the penultimate episode tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's been very enjoyable. They just had a major revelation last week, and uh, like I said last week on the show, or last month on the podcast, I, so far, I'm kind of on board with this. I don't know exactly where it's going, but I'm okay with that, too. Um, But we're going to go back to Robin's roots for a second. The 1980s saw the boy Wonder become a formidable force in the DCU, heading up the new Teen Titans. For more on this run, check out this year's holiday special last month as I retro-reviewed the first 18 issues of Wolfman and Perez's run on the new Teen Titans. Dick Grayson eventually left behind his Robin persona to become Nightwing and has been a fixture as a dark horse 
in so many top tens or favorite lists ever since. In Titans, I don't know if he becomes Dick Grayson or if he becomes Nightwing this season, but he's definitely going to give up being Robin before, like, next episode or this episode upcoming, he'll be done with Robin. Um, but then, like I said, they've already introduced Jason Todd in Robin costume, so you're still going to have Robin. How many uh, how many episodes total are they having for the season? 10, you know? 11, and I know they already, I know they're back next year, so, but okay. I mean, how, we renewed, where are they we, at? Where, everyone, we renewed our one show, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise of them. What uh, episode are they on right now? You know, I don't know the exact number, but this the next week's episode is the season finale. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll be done at that point. I got gotcha. you. So yeah. yeah, you're. So yeah, I guess that would be an appropriate point if they're going to do it sure. at the end to like, kind of draw people in. I, I I kind of have a feeling like it'll be between seasons that he decides to become Nightwing. So we might just. I don't know if we'll see the evolution from Robin to Nightwing. I can see why they wouldn't do that, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's uh, it's been an interesting. For, it's never been uninteresting. I'll say that. Um, so anyway, taking over as Rob in, in the 1980s was the aforementioned Jason Todd, though Jason proved a bit unpopular with readers at the time. Um, for the sake of brevity, DC devised a poll to see just how much readers disliked the new Robin. The original poll was conducted in September by f- of that year, 1988, I believe, by phone for only a day and a half. Um, the f- polls were only open for a day and a half, which... Did you, you vote? I don't think so. I did. Did you? I did. What'd you vote? Oh, I voted for him to live. I, oh, did you? Yeah, good, good I, even, I did not like Jason Todd, but I mean, I was like, I'm not going you know, so to kill the guy. <laughs> I read some comments online, like, why they only leave the polls open for a day and a half? I'm like, that's a half a day more than we take to vote for president, so... I think it's okay that we only took that long. I think I had a, and I think that's back in the day. Uh, I think I had to pay for the call. Yeah, you totally did. Yeah, it was totally a money maker. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he was either to live or die at the hands of the Joker. Considering the short polling window and that it was done only by phone, the numbers are quite impressive. With five thousand three hundred forty-three votes to have the Joker deadify Batman's sidekick. 5,271, he lives. A 72-vote difference bumped off Batman's longtime sidekick. Although I think probably what most people didn't know that it wasn't the original Robin at that time. Um, Currently, the DC Universe has resurrected this poll. Now, originally, it was thought that this might be attached to the Titans TV series in which Jason Todd, as I said, is on. Then... But then it would, they thought maybe it would be tied perhaps to the comics in which Jason Todd has reemerged. Um, then neither seem to be true. It seems to be nothing more than a publicity stunt. But currently, 73% are voting for Robin to live. Yeah, they're voting for him hmm. to stay to live. And in stark contrast, uh, and this is the internet age, where 37,372 votes to save him, 14,056 votes to bump him off. Um, so, I mean, but it does appear to be little more than a publicity stunt. So there's now, nothing tied to it. It doesn't appear to be so. I did, initially, I think it was, they tried to let, they wanted to let right. people believe, like, this could, you know, we might kill him off in the TV show or the, or the comics. Right. Publicity stunt, total publicity stunt, which is why it remained in our news, and I really researched it today, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of uh, a little bit down the pipe on this one, so I kept it in the <laughs> one down, so forgive me if it's a bit of a waste of our time. Unfortunately, Robin... Has not well. Fortunately for us, Robin has not bump, been bumped off. But unfortunately, figuratively speaking, 
someone else has. Well, to keep the ball rolling with uh, Netflix, we uh, we learned what like a week ago that Daredevil has been officially canceled now. Ugh, which it's only the worst. Which only leaves at this point Jessica Jones and Punisher. That said, at least we know Punisher is coming next month. Yes, uh, <laughs> to be canceled. To be canceled yeah. soon oh, after. We, yeah, Enjoy it while you can. Um, so I, there are rumors floating around that Jessica Jones' new season will contain um, most of the Defenders in it also, um, specifically Luke Cage one more time. But uh, there's no telling what Punisher actually contains because it's pretty hush-hush uh, uh, other than it's coming out in January. There's not an exact date for it, um, just January. Huh. So th- I think that could be really, really, really cool. Um, but, I mean, because season one was brutal. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was so violent, and I loved it, though. I thought it was fantastic. The uh, Daredevil broke my heart, though. I haven't seen season three yet. I it's had incredible to watch it. I could have on my own, but I think my girlfriend would have killed me. So I just haven't had the chance to do it with uh, her studying for a test and whatnot. But that's what kills me about it. It's absolutely incredible, and it got canceled. People were freaking out over this, and you know, hitting Twitter and things like that, and everyone's thinking, hey, maybe this is going to Hulu. Yeah, I mean, there has to be something going Disney on Plus. behind the scenes. There Here, has to here's be. The pro- oh, yeah, there without a doubt. Yeah. They cited, like, creative differences uh, as part yeah, of the it's problem. Disney, what is it, Play Now? Yeah, Disney Plus. Disney, whatever. <laughs> Disney whatever. But here's the thing, though. They, because uh, everyone was like, well, they'll just, you know, just move it over to, because Disney has a share in Hulu mm-hmm. and that, and they figured it would go to Disney Plus. But I just found out today that um, it's not going to happen for at least two years because, yeah, because the original contract that was created with Netflix for Daredevil. Jessica, uh, or I don't know if it was, yeah, I think Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and um, Iron Fist, once, if they cancel the series, Marvel is not allowed to put those characters in a movie or another series for two years. So maybe that's why they announced it at the end of this year, so that it would only 2019 and 2020 instead of 2020 and 2021. Maybe. So maybe they can speed it up a little bit. The thing that sucks about that is because, I mean, You've seen shows before that just get picked up and, uh, you know, by uh, they get canceled on one network, another network picks it up or it goes to a streaming service, you know, it finds a new home somewhere else. Yeah, we just saw that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right. They dropped it and NBC picked it up. Exactly. It it just happens. I, I don't know how the license would work with those shows, though. Yeah, I don't know either. So I guess it's, you know, it's not meant to be. Oh man, yeah, it's a I'm shame. Heartbroken. They're, they're, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I, I mean, they they were very good, um, but I think it's also going to be one of those things that the initial hit really stunk. But it's the same thing we've been saying again and again. There's just so much out there that it'll be missed initially, but oh, we man. have other stuff to watch. That's an excellent point. I mean, I I just got to watch the first season of Legion because I had missed it, mm-hmm. and it was it was weird, but it was cool. Was it cool? Yeah. So I mean. I guess the thing is, out of, side, out of I, like Luke Cage, fine. Iron Fist, fine. Not Daredevil. Daredevil, 
was quality, especially this third season. But you you may end up with some sort of silver lining with that two year thing that they may work on one, and once that yeah, breaks up, it, it could be mixed yeah, in with everything else. Because they were already working on season four. Mm-hmm. The showrunners were they were already writing it and they had it laid out, and so the, it was. Uh, yeah, it was stunning. So it's uh, like I said, the only good thing about this is. The way season three ended, if they never made another Daredevil, if they don't go back to it at any point, you can be satisfied with the ending. That's good. So that that's the good part about that. So, Well, that's good. Um, but it does stink that Daredevil is gone. But we do get Punisher, and Punisher... Was probably one of my favorites out of the bunch. Oh anyhow, yeah, so excellent. And speaking of red suited characters, though. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's this uh, thing that everybody thought was a joke to begin with that they were going to re-release Deadpool two um, as a PG thirteen movie called um, Once Upon a Deadpool. Guess it's not a joke because this thing exists. Uh, I haven't seen it. I, I doubt you've had the chance to go see it. Tim. I haven't had a chance to see it. Have you seen any of the promos for it? I have. They're amazing. It's like with the Wonder Years. It's so nice. They really are. It's. Uh, have you seen any of the promos for it, Darren? No. Did you guys see the Deadpool movie, though? Yeah. Yeah, I've oh, seen them both. Yeah. All right. I've seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw the second one. Me too. I just saw it recently, actually. I really enjoyed it. I need, a, I need to see it again. I think I saw it too close to Infinity War. Gotcha. So it wasn't as enjoyable as it probably really is. Yeah, it it was. I enjoyed it just as much as I did the the first one. But uh, obviously, I'm no. You've seen the Princess Bride. Oh, of course. Well, they have. He has Fred Savage in a Deadpool kidnaps Fred Savage, and he's in a duplicate room that he was in for Princess Bride as a little boy, mm-hmm. and he's um. They're retelling the story, and during the movie, they cut to Fred Savage and Deadpool and talk about the movie uh, during it. Oh, my god! And some of the advertisements from it are hysterical. And I broke my rule about trailers because I'd already seen Deadpool 2, so I was (laughs) like, I think think this is okay. (laughs) And, you know, I mean... Originally, I, everyone thought it was Ryan Reynolds just being Deadpool on the internet again yes, and just which joking around about. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, but man, I I think it's I think it's a really interesting pull and a good way for them to bring in some extra money from that film because again, I think it did lose a little bit because of the release date for it. I, and I guess they're uh, donate. I don't know if it was just on the one. I know it came out like the eleventh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just that day, but the uh, they were donating a dollar um, for every uh, for every ticket sale, you know, for cancer research oh, that's true. and that. So, but it uh, I'm looking forward to it because I can actually take my kids to see it. I know that they would enjoy it. So it uh, and you know I watched the and my kids are old enough where they've you know they've they know the words and things like that but there's still some uncomfortable things yeah in, uh, yeah Deadpool that uh, yeah. but uh, this I think will might be passable so I, I don't know I, it has such a limited release that I I'm, don't know if I'm gonna get the chance to go to the theater especially with my arm all jacked up. But yeah, I'm with you. It's I, either got to be probably this weekend or next weekend, or else it's going to be gone. I would think. Is it until the end of the month, or is it until Christmas? The, I got to think they got to. If it's 
if it's performing okay, since it's called Once Upon a Dead, but you know, mm. it it seems like they had some holiday music behind it. No, no, the, it, I know for a fact it it's done in December. I just couldn't remember if it was actually Christmas or. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to it. I can't guarantee that yeah, I'll get to it same uh, either, but it would be great. Well, Phil, it's too bad that you don't have a healing factor like Deadpool or Deadpool's Weapon X compatriot Wolverine, who pals around with. Professor X in the last movie, and Professor X was played by Patrick Stewart, who also plays Jean-Luc Picard. You see what I did there? That was a <laughs> I very just made big that cycle. Up. Just now. Yeah. Um, I'll allow it. Back to <laughs> Red Flag. the final frontier. The as-yet officially titled Star Trek series that will follow Patrick Stewart's Jean-Luc Picard will debut around this time next year. It was confirmed by CBS... Uh, and producer Alex Kurtzman, as well as Stewart himself, that production has commenced. I have no idea what I'm going to get to this, but I think we talked about this. It kind of feels like a big deal, and I think the Internet of Things is treating it as such. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Oh, man. Other things that are happening that I'm really, really excited about. <laughs> so... This whole Into the Spider-Verse movie, right? That, yes. That is coming out tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. It uh, is tomorrow. It is getting the best reviews that an animated movie has gotten in a very, very long time. Right? 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Positive critic reviews. Unfortunately, it has dropped. What? It's 98%. Oh, 98%. Regardless. Not going. Not going. Um, to... To be honest, uh, the the little extended preview of it I saw after Venom. Yeah, I saw that. Really turned me on to the film because mm-hmm. I was on the fence about it in the first place. And, you know, I don't really watch trailers and I was staying away from it because I'm like, it's a Spider-Man thing. I'll see it at some point. I'm at the point that and this is another reason why I don't think I'll see Once Upon a Deadpool. If I do get my happy little butt into a theater seat, it's going to be see, to see this film. Yeah, I get it. It looks great. Um, it does. And when I found out that it was made by the people that did the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. And have you you've seen the Lego movie? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. If it's even close to as good as that, it's going to be unbelievable. So the fact that it's getting such positive reviews and me being the big Spider-Man fan that I am, I can't miss this thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Like I said, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. My only concern is the animation style. Um it's so choppy. It is. I, I got kind of used to it, though, even in that little extended clip. I didn't, and that concerned me. Hmm. So I'm hoping that just enough, I, I hope to forget it within like the first 10 minutes of the movie to get past. I think it's possible. I, I think it is, too. Um, I just don't understand why they made the choice to make it like that, and I haven't heard a good reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, maybe stand out. Yeah, who, but, who knows? But for a great story, I can definitely overlook that. It, I mean, and it's dancing around the Spider Verse thing that uh, Dan Slott made uh, a little, a couple years ago. So I, mm-hmm. that was a fun storyline. So if the movie's close to as fun as that, it'll be worth the time. Yeah, I, yeah, Are and you, Miles Morales big screen finally. Yeah, can you believe that? How That's great crazy. is that? Good, good for. Uh, Good for Miles. Good for Marvel. And good. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Well, let's not forget Spider Ham as well. Spider Ham is in that. <laughs> uh, I was just having a discussion with the guys at Carolyn Johns about this like weird spike of um, modern comics, like mm-hmm. modern as in since like two thousand. Um, 
Avenging Spider-Man number four, which is the thing I started reading right when we started this podcast. Um, it's the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. Or Captain Marvel, rather. All right, yeah. Um, and because of the movies coming out, that book is like skyrocketing in price. Um, Edge of Spider-Man number two was the first appearance of Spider-Gwen. And right. with how popular she's gotten and with her being in this movie, that book is worth almost $350 wow. now. And these things are just spiking. And I'm like, I own these books. <laughs> what is happening? Cash like, out. No, yeah, I probably should at this point. Uh, that'll, but it, that'll almost pay for a month's worth of comics for you. Oh, boy. That's painful. <laughs> well, because that's, I mean, that's all you can really do right now with, the, with your hand. You're not going to be uh, playing some video games, I know, right? which is a bummer. <laughs> and I mean, I hear there's some good video games coming. Well, there's a rumor of uh, a video game coming. And let me know if you're interested in this. Would you be interested in a Batman core? Court of Owls video game. Listening. <laughs> I didn't read Court of Owls, even though t- uh, Darren has tried to get me read it a couple times, but he never lent it to me, so I never read it. That's bizarre because... I don't believe that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, check the tapes because it exists in audio. <laughs> I, what tapes do you have? <laughs> there's these things called a podcast that we do. Yeah, they're not on tape, Phil. You know what? what? <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> Now, now, children. The um, <laughs> wow, that's really thought, oh. that's really bizarre because I still use the left. That's really bizarre because I've actually read Court of Owls. That's weird. Marvel. Yeah, no, I no, that's DC. Batman is. I'm DC. saying all I read He's is Marvel saying and make, Image. Make mine Marvel. <clears throat> I'm with you. I'm a Marvel guy except for Batman, but um, this me too. Except for Batman, Superman, Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Other than that, Green Arrow. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna butcher her last name, and I apologize right now. But uh, Valerie Vazina, uh, who's uh, assistant producer uh, for Warner Brothers Montreal, this is the company that did uh, Batman Origin, is that Arkham Origin, Arkham Origin. Correct. Yeah. How was how was that? I really enjoyed it. Okay, I felt like it was lacking something. I see. To me, <laughs> lacking what? <laughs> it just it didn't have the same feel as the other Arkham games. Like it, something was missing. Wow, that's weird. I really disagree with that. I think it had a. I really enjoyed the story. I loved the the boss fights. I thought were great. To me, I don't know. I just love being in the Batman universe. Um, I love that I got more of it. I love that in this one you actually could go to the Batcave. I loved in the DLC that you could actually. Uh, they had you got to go in Wayne Manor and fight in Wayne Manor and go from the Batcave to Wayne Manor. I'm like, this was great. I thought the whole Joker characterization, you know, how they came together, I thought that was really good. You didn't like the boss fights in that? I didn't, I didn't do the DLC, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember why I didn't really like it, but there's just something about it. It just didn't mesh. Maybe I was playing something else at the same time I gotcha. that I liked more. Which is fine. I just, like I said, I thought it was, I actually enjoy it more than like, um, what's the last one? Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah. I thought it was a much better well, game. Well, Knight forced you to use the Batmobile. I know. I know. that, But let's, all right, I'm going to get away from that. <laughs> but no, I thought it's a decent game. It's it's enjoyable. If you like the other Arkham games, it's more of the same. You're right. It didn't innovate or do anything. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it. It was just more of the same. Yeah, it was more of the same, and which was fine with me. I could do more of the, if they came out with another game, which if this comes out to be more of the same, 
I'll be totally fine with it. But uh, going back to this, I guess uh, this Valerie, she uh, posted a picture on Twitter. It's a, a picture of her, but you're, you just see her back in the back of uh, she has a T-shirt. And uh, there's a caption that says, uh, in parentheses, redacted, best development team ever. Um, and on the back of the shirt was the logo for the Court of Owls. Uh, so everyone's cool. making that assumption. And, of course, everyone is going back to um, people who have done more research. Uh, another person who worked um, for them at the 2017, their December 2017 uh, holiday party, Warner Brothers Montreal, someone from there tweeted out a picture, and some of, they said, this party's getting weird, and um, uh, three of the people had Court of Owls masks on. Neat. You know, I, as you may recall, that was the storyline from the New 52. Yeah, I remember like, you, really, you like, uh, If you go back and go to the New 52, you go, well, there was the Court of Owls, uh, okay, there you go. It's a good thing they ended that thing. <laughs> um, How did you like that me. story? I liked it a lot. Did I you? it was really, really good. I think I need to revisit it. Um, well, keep in mind, this is right when the podcast started, and I was pretty much exclusive to DC at that point, and it was the New 52. Like The New 52 started right after we started recording and broadcasting, or, or podcasting. Yeah, it was New 52. And, and yeah. It was bad enough that I dumped everything from DC. I just didn't read DC for like three years after that. Yeah, it was wrong. I kept Court of Owls, though, because that was good. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just uh, better by association to all the other stuff. I don't know. I don't remember stuff being really, really bad, but it was just kind of like, I don't understand what's happening. This is like, wait, Batman and Superman don't know each other, yet Nightwing's here? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I remember you. I just remember, remember you just, being really upset with a lot of stuff. Everything's rebooted except yeah. Batman. Yeah, it was weird. What? And then, by the way, here's Superman too. There's two Superman. One of them wears jeans and a t-shirt. Oh yeah, that was the Grant Morrison <laughs> stuff, right? I think he took over later. It might be. It might I have been. I thought it was right away, and you were and like, it was this like, makes sense. But it, you know, it's funny that line, that story arc was actually quite good. But then in that was action, I think. Yes. And then in Superman was just normal Superman, and. It was like, so I, they never came out and said, are these two different universes? What's happening? It was all very confusing. Yeah, I'm always confused by Anyway, Court of Owls is good is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'll probably have to revisit it. Maybe I'll revisit it in video game form, hopefully. That would be really cool. Might be the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, is it? We got some more. Uh, don't you have yeah, some I video game news? I do have some news? video game news. Uh, this kind of just randomly dropped uh, this past week um, on the Switch exclusively. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Have either one of you played an Ultimate I've Alliance I've played game? them both. Yeah. No, uh, a few times through. Um, I played even the earlier versions that were the X-Men Legends yes, games. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So I'm all about I this. am. I'm on board. Um, it looked a little... It looks a little different. Have you seen any gameplay yet? I saw the trailer. Yeah. It still... It looks... Not super impressive, but it looks like it still has the same bones. Do you? I'll tell you what my twelve-year-old son said, who okay. his who also has played the Ultimate Alliance games mm -hmm. and loved the Ultimate Alliance games. He said it looks like a mobile game. It does, and that can. And he was. I was like, "You are so right." But and that concerns me. It concerns me. I'm going to wait. I. It's not going to be one of those things that I think we're going to pick up at launch. 
Um, mm-hmm. My Switch is not yeah. longing. Plus, if it comes out anytime soon, I won't be able to play it anyway. I still have Smash Brothers sitting there that needs some love. <laughs> but I, my Switch has plenty of stuff to go, so I, it could take some time. I there are other you. games coming out um, in the next few months that I'm going to be backlogged on until I can play stuff again. My son's so. getting a Switch for Christmas, so. He, oh, yeah, he probably doesn't listen to this, so it's probably okay. <laughs> Better, yeah, well, uh-oh, no, uh-oh. he doesn't. <laughs> we're, we're safe. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could theorize it could be a lot of fun it really could be if it has the same idea of just like wandering around and smacking stuff around like that's what it is it's not meant to be a graphically beautiful game it's meant to be what it is well see now that's that's my whole thing with the arkham origins thing just more of the same if i get more of the same of ultimate alliance i'm down with that I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess that's slightly different for me because like a top down game like that, like I don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. If they gave me another carbon copy like Arkham game right now, I just had Spider-Man, which I felt like was a amped up fighting system from that. And it would just be more. Of the sure. Same. Well, maybe. So, yeah. No, I, I get you. It's, it's definitely a type of game. And it, I mean, that's why I skipped the Lord of the Rings uh, Shadows of Mordor games because it was just it was more like Batman. Yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah. I I never played them. My son has. I've seen him playing mm-hmm. them, and I could totally uh, understand what you're saying. Yeah, my buddy that. John played them and loved them, but yeah. I had just beaten one of the yeah. Arkham games. So I was like, I'm good. I'm with you. I like those type of games. Yeah, they're so fun. But it's, uh, it makes sense. But I'm I'm h- hope that the Ultimate Alliance. Just the the look of it, I can get past. Yes, me as, too. as long as as long as it doesn't play like a mobile game, we'll be okay. I, I feel like it's going to be a little bit better with the controller. I hope so. We'll see. I don't know. Have you guys seen these videos? Star Wars Galaxy of Adventure. I have. Phil, I have not. What's wrong with you, Phil? <laughs> I, I've been keeping my head down for a while. No, well, let me tell you. This is, I don't know. I think this is the coolest thing in the world. I like them a lot. I um, I really have enjoyed watching them. They have taken audio from the original Star Wars movies, uh, you know, the dialogue, mm-hmm. and the music, and they have animated little snippets, little scenes, like... They're about 45 seconds to a minute long scenes. Um, you know, just how would you say, like, uh, you get some of Luke. They just released, like, a new one, Luke versus the Death Star. Um, and they do that little scene. And then they do little introductions to the characters or, like, Luke getting his lightsaber. And the anime, I, Darren, I love these. They're really, really, they're fantastic. They, it's, it's, they're on the YouTube channel Star Wars Kids. Yes. Or which I have to remind myself of because at the beginning of some of those, there's an announcer, in a galaxy of adventures, Luke Skywalker fights for good. And, yeah. and it's a little bit like, uh, duh. I can, um, I can tell what, the, for, I guess what they're trying to, you can also get it, check it out at StarWarsKids.com is yeah. another way to get to the video. What I think they're doing, I'm guessing that they're doing, I don't know this because I haven't watched in a while, I bet you they're playing these on Disney Channel in between shows. Uh, probably. I'm, I'm sure if they are, I'll, I'll discover this rather quickly. Um, the animation style seems to be a cross between Hanna-Barbera and anime. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, really cool stuff. The thing about it is it makes me... It really makes me want to see, like... 
the whole movie animated. Yeah. You, you know, and, and can I say something about these cartoons? So, you know, after last year's Last Jedi didn't work for me, and I know it didn't work right. for you, this is kind of helping heal that wound. It, it's funny, because it's weird, because I started le- reading comments on YouTube and things like that. People are hating on this thing. It's weird. I don't get it at all. Like 45 seconds to a minute, oh, minute well, and a half. You you still watch them. I think that <laughs> these, these are people hating that Disney has Star Wars now. Oh, yeah, there's but nothing you can do. the thing I love about it is the fact that it takes something that I know so, so well inside and out. And, like, I can close my eyes and hear audio from them, and I, I know what's going on on the screen. Um, but it's taking that same audio and it's putting a taking things from a different angle, a different spin. It's taking something old and it's the same. I got to admit, you're right. And when Obi-Wan gave Luke the lightsaber in the cartoon and he did the classic like anime, I've got the sword now with all the cool poses and the background changes and his face changes. Whereas in like the movie, he's just like looking at it very awkwardly. In this one, he is like, I am now a ninja. Yeah, yeah, it it was great. Uh, I don't know if you checked recently. I think they debuted about a week ago or something, but they just released some like about four or five new ones like a day or so ago. So you, I saw Emperor Palpatine. Okay, that's the last one I saw. Okay, yeah. So I might be caught up. I think you are. Enjoy these now because eventually they're going to get to the prequels and you're going to go, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> well, it's because they put out a trailer too and I know they have more coming because I they showed a quick snippet of Vader and Luke um, at Cloud City. I, you know, so I'm really... Phil, you should... It, it, does, it, out, it, yeah. it doesn't take a lot of time. Obviously, it's, there's about... I've been doing a lot of laying around. I can, <laughs> I can find this it. This is perfect for you. Yeah. But it's... Oh, I can't wait for the one that goes, in a galaxy of adventures, depending on when you watch, Obi-Wan is kind of a dick. (laughs) 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 Well, that could be coming up next. (laughs) I hope so. But I got some more uh, Star Wars news. Oh, I don't know what this is. I know what I want it to be. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Yes, I do. I just... Earlier today at my lunch, I finished... La- Jedi Outcast. Gotcha. Um, I did a whole, like, over the last two years, I decided to go back and play the Dark Forces slash Jedi Knight series, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, which is Jedi Knight, Mysteries of the Sith, which was the expansion pack. Correct. Um, Outcast and Academy. Now, yes. I, I played these because they were w- very, like, a while ago, I mean, it was probably longer than two years ago. Jedi Academy came out on Steam, and I never got a chance to play it, so I downloaded it, and it was just like, oh, my God, this yeah. is amazing. I'm having so much fun. So I'm like, well, that's it. I'm going to play all of them, and I kind of played them in weird orders. And then last month, I was talking about how I was getting close, and then I didn't play for a while. And you and you said something to me that I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't get a chance to ask you. You're like, yeah, and that hidden Vespin level? And I finished Mysteries of the Sith last year. Right. And I, and I was like... Oh my God, I forgot about that. So literally yesterday, uh, while some of my kids, uh, after school, I, I host a couple of clubs, I did whatever I could to try and get that to work on Steam. I got it to work. Did you get I it to did. work? I got it to work. That's amazing. And I played it. Um, I played it. And I got it. Can I ask you a question about that? Absolutely. You played that level, right? Yeah. 
a long time ago. I I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to remember. You don't end up getting to fight Darth Vader, do you? I don't think you do. You fight Mara Jade yeah. and Kyle Katarn, because you're yeah. Luke Skywalker. I don't think back <sighs> in the day that they had, you know, a skin for Darth Vader. Probably right? not. Maybe they couldn't get it to work. But it's like, it's kind of like now... It's like everything I ever want. Oh, damn it! <laughs> well, it, it's, it, like, it's like it's gonna be cry, it's gonna be crisis and infinite. I mean, like, that this was, is everything we ever wanted. <laughs> Batman's not coming. <laughs> but that was one of those things. That was like the first time in video game form, like in a first person perspective, that you were actually you almost felt like you were in that environment. You were nav- you're navigating that environment. Yes, and then like I just remember. Even though the graphics are so dated, sure. it's still played really right? cleanly. And I'm talking, I'm playing on a really old machine mm-hmm. and through Steam. And I was having no problem. And I was like, and I, I looked to my right, and there's the loading landing dock with the Millennium Falcon. Right. And then I ended up finding my way over to that. Now, even today, in 2018, 21 years after this was released, I got excited about that. I can only imagine what you were like way back when going, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, this is amazing. And also, why was I not called over to your house when you managed to get this working? I'm a little disappointed in this, too. For what? You called me over your house for all those games and you got that Bespin working and I never knew about it. I, you came over my house and played that Bespin level. No, I did not. Not Bespin. Yes, you did. I, children? Mm, I remember you coming over playing that level. Okay, well then I apologize to him. You've been a great friend. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, is this a trick? No, it's not. But so as I'm playing through these, the I'm thinking about this and like, where are these? Why don't we have this? I mean, how hard is this a conversation to have for anyone? It it seems like first of all, you've got a lot of bad press right now, Lucasfilm, because apparently you, you tried to release two battlegrounds and people ended up eventually getting kind of upset about both of them. You created what I think, I mean, arguably is the biggest controversy in gaming over the last couple of years, at least one of them, right, with the loot crate thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, why do we not have... Now, I would be more than happy with another, like, a third, first person, the Jedi Fallen Order is the new... We're, we're going back to our roots. But how do we not have... Han Solo shooter yet? I don't think. What the heck's taking my, This so is long? my guess. I don't think Disney's paying attention to it because they license this out to EA. Hey, you signed the contract here. Make some Star Wars games. The only time that Disney stepped in was when people became vocal about the loot crates, and that's when then all of a sudden you Disney's like, what? Huh? What? What's going on over here? What? Wait, you're tarnishing Star Wars? How is this possible? Right, exactly. Don't worry, you're going to do it in about six months. <laughs> exactly. So I personally think that they're like Disney's just not paying attention here. EA, you have the license. Do what you you know want. Really? I, I don't know how much longer they have. The Weren't license. those games really successful though? Yes, they're beautiful. They are. Yeah, beautiful. and I, I I mean I looked up like and I don't know what this means now, but I looked up uh, Jedi Outcast. 9.5 on IGN, yeah. top tap game of the year. Each one of those, like Mysteries of the Sith, which I love. Yes. I mean, you're playing as Mara Jade. I'm yeah. like, you're not even playing as an original trilogy character. Right. You never were. That's why I'm like, 
I don't. I, I'm, I'm guessing you're not about to tell me that Jedi Fallen Order because it is <laughs> got Jedi in the title. I was, I was, you know, connecting the dots here. I, as you had a small. As soon as I read the title, yeah, a little piece inside me was praying and hoping that that was what it was going to be. But alas, it is not. Um, but it it is a video game. Um, it is being developed by Respawn Entertainment. Um, they are the people who did Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Um, do you play any of those films? I've played them. Yeah. They're okay. My son plays Titanfall 2. He likes that quite a bit. Um, what kind of game are we talking? First-person shooter. Yeah. Um, okay. He, he said the thing that he liked about Titanfall 2 was, like, He's not a fan of EA, as no one seems to be. But he brought to the point with Titanfall, he said a lot of people complained about certain things in Titanfall, and he said they really addressed a lot of those in Titanfall too. So they listened to the community and worked on it. So he's hoping that, you know, that this game is in good hands. But it is supposed to be um, an action-adventure game, which it's going to tell an original Star Wars story um, around a surviving Padawan. It's going to be set about, I think, five years after the events of Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Um, so he, you know, he survives Order 66. So, um, yeah, you seem a little puzzled. I am question. puzzled because it kind of... Su- like, if you had said, well, Dan, I think you might be getting what you want... It does sound like I might be getting what I want. It's it's an adventure game. It's a shooter, and it's in the Star Wars universe. No, that's a good point. I guess maybe because it doesn't appear to be directly tied to those. You know, it's not Kyle Katarn. Well, I mean, I guess I don't need it to be Kyle Katarn, but uh-huh. you're talking like, you know, it's a first-person shooter. If it's in the spirit of that game, I'm, oh, oh yeah. come on. I mean, because you're talking, you're getting close to normal-looking stormtroopers at that point. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, you're right. Which, honestly, if you think about it, I'm... I'm yeah, it's not being said... I mean, I, I prefer the prequel... Sequel uh, era to the prequel era, although I always would prefer the original trilogy era, as I think most of us will. But, I mean, it kind of sounds like we're getting close... No, you're right. I guess that I think about it, maybe the style of game, that sounds promising. So, I don't know. It's, we'll, all I can say is we'll see. Do you think we, okay, so like you can say that the Bespin level may be the very first or among the very first DLCs ever. Um, Could be, yeah. I don't know. It was hidden. It was like a hidden level. It wasn't really a DLC, it was a hidden thing. You used like word of mouth. How did you come across it? How did you know? Did someone tell you, or did boy, you... I because thing in '97 where you weren't surfing the internet. Going, no, hey, I wonder what's unlockable here? Boy, I wonder how I can. It had to be. I bet you it was like a magazine or something. You're probably it was, right. It was probably a gaming magazine that I came across. I mean, it's like even now today, I I figured I heard about it. I was gonna I was gonna Google search that sucker and be up and running in a couple of minutes, and it was it was a few days it took me to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I remember it took a little bit to get running on the original. I have, and I have to say, when you, you go, and he kept having to check, like you'd go, all right, single player, new game, and then it would show up and like, oh, it's not there. And I tried it the third time, single player, new game, best spin. And I, I jumped out of my chair. I was like, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, I, 
I'm hopeful. It sounds like it could be it. Well, it could be. You know, who's? I mean, I guess. Yeah, who's to say? Maybe you'll get uh, some the planets you've seen before, or hopefully new things too. And I like this because the '80s kid in me, I, you know, first-person shooters. I really enjoy playing them, but yeah. after a while, like when you're shooting people. But I guess if they're wearing, for whatever reason, they're wearing stormtrooper outfits. I'm like, they're essentially <laughs> supposed to be the Nazis, so I don't mind. Yeah, and they don't. They don't exist. Well, you have supposedly it's coming out around November of next year. So they're oh, wow. they've been. I guess from what I understand, they actually uh, started this in so 2016. Keep so. our yeah, eyes open for a trailer or some screenshots or something. I got to think so because they actually oh, actually gonna... they put the synopsis up. Um, on EA's website, so really? they've got to be close enough that they're willing to announce it and do it, okay. and feel confident enough that it's far enough along for well, that. Well, stay on that for me, Tim. You're I on. Will... You're on the Star Wars beat, so Absolutely. I expect <laughs> you let me know when something the, breaks the, on the that, Star Wars as you always beat. have with Star Wars. Should we talk about episode? What is it? Nine. Nine. <sighs> <laughs> we don't have to. There's really not much, honestly. Um, I <laughs> I heard what the title might be. What did you and hear? It can't be. Uh, I don't remember now, but I saw the title and I went, "Come on!" <laughs> See, I I tried. I think Jedi Fallen Order. No, it was uh, something about the New Order. No, I, I heard. heard something like like the Son of Blood or some weird thing. Oh, like, I don't even remember what it was, but I saw it. And I, if it wasn't J.J. Abrams, I might be concerned but i'm like that can't be right yeah no i don't think that's right either i i came across that as well i kind of know what you're uh referring to but supposedly they have the trailer is ready and set to go uh i don't think that they have decided when they want to release it yet but they said that uh and supposedly they're they were working between like three um titles for this but um they think that this is going to be the darkest of all of them for what that's worth and they feel like the title might have something to do with kylo ren um and that it may have a double meaning um because they're saying that the first uh title the force awakens was about ray they said the last jedi was about luke and they're speculating that this third one will be about kylo ren so, I mean, yeah, who's to say? But they're, they're saying um, the rumor is that they are, gonna, they are doing a one-year advertising campaign for the movie, which will pretty much kick off next week around the 19th. Send an apology tour. <laughs> Please come see our movie. We will promise you to fix whatever went wrong. Lando, man. <laughs> He'll make it all better. Bring Lando oh, back just so they can... So, so they Listen, go, though. Wait a minute. There's a character we haven't killed yet? Please bring Lando in. You know he, Chewbacca, are all... They're going to go out in flames in that Millennium Falcon, man. Yeah. And by the way, 3PO and R2 will be with him. <laughs> How is it the person that... Seen one. The, the person... The, actress who really died carrie fisher they have not killed her character off yet everyone else who's still here living uh, you know nope bye 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 i don't know, I don't know. We, we'll see i mean i guess i'm i'm still being a little bitter and 
jaded after yes, the last is, Jedi. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And finally tonight, and I thought this was really, really cool. I, I've seen so much on the making of the original Star Wars trilogy that I recognize the Empire Strikes Back crew member Norway parkas. You know which ones, those blue ones yep. that everyone was wearing. Well, Columbia Jackets teamed up with... Um, Lucasfilm a couple of years ago, and they recreated the uh, jackets from Empire Strikes Back. No, yes. wait, did, yes, they did. Yes, they did. But those weren't the first ones. They, okay. they the first ones they recreated were um, from. Why can't I think of the name of the movie? Rogue One, and okay. then they created the Empire Strikes Back. And I, I was kind of like, oh man, I saw the the Han Solo one, and I was like, oh wow, I, I'm kind of into. I need to do Parka, but I'm like, that's just. Too much. Like I can't. I don't know if I unless I'm cosplaying. I can't go walking around. In I that know thing. what you. You know, I I totally get what you're saying because I've seen like um, at Disney World they have um, at one of the shops they have Luke's Bespin uh, I jacket, I love and that I thing. love that thing to death. But I'm with you. I was like, I can't buy that. I can't wear that. I can't just, wear it around. I can't I mean, wear just... it around. But there's something to me about that Han Solo. It's funny. My my um. Son has a Hollister um, winter coat. I am not kidding. It looks so close to Han Solo's. Um, Does it? It looks really close, and they so much so that they. I'm thinking about getting just the adult one because it it's the Han Solo coat without being the Han Solo coat. Well, it, in this particular one, the Columbia Crew jackets, they've got the patches on there. They got the whole it. thing. And I'm like, I, I consider it for a second. How much do you think that thing will set you back? Six hundred. No, Phil. You want to take a guess? Was he over or under? He was over. Okay, so I would say three fifty. Yeah, it's five hundred. Five hundred. Uh, and that's I, when I, I go. No, I mean the only reason <laughs> no I, I, I was it, in the thing. ballpark is I remember seeing the. Um, a year ago, when I was at Disney World, uh, they had a Columbia store at uh, Disney Springs, and they actually had they had them there. They only had uh, Prince, the Princess Leia Hoth one left, oh. and uh, I just seen that one in person. It looked incredible. I bet it did. It looked. I it- did see a version of the Rebel Soldier Columbia parka mm-hmm. from Hoth, which didn't exactly it still had the feel of it but it didn't look right. exactly like it but yeah well shall we the <laughs> wow. time has finally yeah. arrived so jumping into the actual uh, end of the year awards and uh i think tim and i are the only ones that really have something here for the first part for anyway. the first part yes and then we kicked tim out the door um <laughs> so uh we're going to kick this off with talking about our uh, favorite, because again, remember, favorites, not best, favorite battle or fight from this year. And you know what, Tim? How about how about you give me yours first? Okay, I I will get, see. This is a <laughs> this is going to be a little difficult because I don't necessarily want to spoil anything. But at I the think same- at this point, unless it's something that came out in the last like week or two, we're kind of, we're kind of safe. I guess. Well, I know this is something you haven't seen, so I don't want to, is it know- something I care to see? I, w- I think so, but well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, t- I'll stop matter. you if I need to. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's uh, the, my first, uh, honorable mention, um, is, 
Uh, it's from Daredevil season three. Ah, uh, that's why. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's Daredevil versus Daredevil. Um, in, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's uh, actually, you know what? I take that back. It should be Matt Murdock versus Daredevil. Versus Daredevil. Okay. Though, when things start going down in the newspaper office, um, he he does, you know, his obligatory, I'm going to cover my face so no one can see who I am. Yeah, it's Matt and Murdock's way. And he in, essentially encounters... Uh, I'm I'm I don't know how much you know about the series or not. Encounters someone in the Daredevil costume. Um, is it Bullseye? In the it costume? is Bullseye. Yeah, I knew that was happening. It, essentially, it's his first um, encounter. Okay. With Bullseye, and it, boy, it's spectacular. It really, it really is. I mean, it's because he's at this point, Bullseye is. You know, long range, he's kicking, you know, Matt's butt, but Matt gets him in close. Then all yeah. of a sudden, Matt's, you know, Just starts like the taking, comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Matt doesn't really, he's figuring it out at this point. He doesn't really understand how this is. So that was, uh, that's my first honorable mention. And I'm going to throw another honorable mention in. Also from Daredevil uh, season three, uh, Daredevil versus Bullseye in the church. And I won't go into it. It was just really cool. Check it out. Okay. So then my, then I guess my real second runner up. Now, uh, do you want me to go right into my favorite from there? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I guess my thing is I could easily flip flop these two. And um, I'll give reasoning why they stand where they are. And I'm not going to go into too much depth. Um, this one is also from Daredevil Season 3. See a theme going here? Um, it is Daredevil versus Bullseye versus Wilson Fix, Fisk. Um, it's a three-way battle royale. And it is nothing. It is brutal. It is spectacular, the, and everything's on the line at this point. Uh, by the time that they get to this fight, so so much has gone on in the series. The tension is really high, and this thing does not disappoint. Um, and I'm really just not going to say too much more than that. Okay. Uh, you should check it out. Um and my number one, my favorite battle for this year is from, can you guess? Daredevil? <laughs> I don't know how you figured that out, <laughs> but you are correct. Um, it is um, Matt Murdock in prison. It's, in, uh, it's a prison fight. Now, the reason this prison fight, if I'm not mistaken, it lasts about 11 minutes and... It's with one shot in the camera. And th- this is the reason why it's getting my number one fight scene. Like at the end, the the one that I just mentioned with Fisk and Bullseye, the stakes were higher and when you got to that point. But this one gets the the tip the not a you know tip of the hat because from what I understand, I saw a little bit of the making of this. They stopped filming for a day. They had to get permission because they just rehearsed for a day because they had to get to the point where Charlie Cox is, you know, they had to make it seamless like 
so his stunt double could come out. And then, you know, he falls out of the shot or falls behind it. And then Charlie Cox seamlessly comes up and you see his face. And they, it is spectacular. I mean, I've never seen a fight scene like this. I know, like, Darren, you love, you know, and we talked about this, uh, the fight scenes on the TV show Arrow um, are really, really good. They are, you know, they're choreographed so well. And given the short turnaround time they have, yeah. Absolutely. This uh, battle makes it, that stuff seem like, the Arrow stuff seem like kids stuff. It is just so... It's so incredible to see the time and the care that they took to film it. I guess they did it in two takes. The first take, they couldn't get it uh, down. In the second one, um, they got it. And it is, if you end up not watching the series, you need to watch that. Um, I'll watch the series. It's happening. The scene. It yeah. is fantastic. So that's my favorite. What about you, Phil? All what right. do you got? So, um, I did a movie comic movie sandwich. So my first runner up <laughs> is uh, Black Panther versus Killmonger. In, okay. uh Black Panther, that big culminating fight at the end yep. of that film, uh, where they fight all the way into like the heart of Wakanda, and just it's such a great fight, and yes. you really get to see like the build up and like uh, with all the kinetic energy and his new costume, and uh, I thought that was a very 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 well done. Throw fight. and throw in some uh, what were those like mine cars yeah. uh, flying through yeah, at the was, same time? It was very yeah, cool. A little bit of danger there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, my second runner up was something that I know you are not familiar with, is Venom versus Null. And Null is the god of the symbiotes uh, from Venom, issues two through four. Uh, this thing could actually take on the form of a dragon. Oh, gosh. So a symbiotic dragon that uh, Eddie Brock fights. And Are you kidding me? Uh, it is. One, it is absolutely beautiful artwork. And two, it's this current Venom run. It, it's just so good you that... I just that fight is so spectacular, and it, seriously, it takes multiple issues for the fight to happen. You're gonna have to uh, uh, tell me again where that's at because you just mentioned uh, two of my son's favorite things: Venom it's, and Dragon. It's the new Venom so. run, so uh, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Excellent. And uh, my favorite fight of the year was, which I'm amazed wasn't yours: the Avengers versus Thanos and his Black Guard, the end of Infinity War. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I, there were a couple fights in that movie that I wanted to do. The first appearance of the Black Guard with uh, everybody just in the city fighting them, uh, and then kind of like the Avengers come together. But that last fight where it's split between the two locations, and Thanos just snapping his fingers at the end, and just the whole thing was just so unbelievably amazing. The cinematography, the heart wrenchingness of like the fallout from it, it just. What a great, great fight. I rewatched it while I was preparing for this. I should have rewatched it. And that's probably why I didn't. Just the fight scene. I didn't even rewatch the I know movie. what you're saying. Yeah. But one of my favorite, two of my favorite things in that movie was um, Captain America, Captain America and Black Panther leading the charge and just outrunning everybody. everybody. That was so cool. I, I got a chill watching yeah. that. And then when Thor showed up was that was uh and that is all that fight yeah why didn't i pick that that fight <laughs> that that fight is seriously like 25 30 minutes in length it yeah. is long it is because there's so much going on 
the Guardians are fighting Thanos on with uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man on the planet, and everyone else is on Earth fighting off the Black Guard and all of his soldiers. It's just so good. How amazing is that, too, that they... That, like you said, that fight scene is so long, mm-hmm. yet it doesn't feel that long, and they're able, you're able to follow the action. And you're right. That is a, that's a joy to watch. It was it, done so unbelievably it's well. excellent. It made me want to rewatch the movie. Well, we missed a 15th year anniversary earlier this summer, Tim. So I'm going to just gonna throw one in, in this category just for the heck of it. Okay. A 15th year anniversary, I'm giving my favorite fight scene to Batman versus the Predators versus Aliens and Batman Dead End, which came out 15 years ago over the summer. Oh, my goodness. That is fantastic. I just, uh, you know, I actually watched that probably about a month ago because I was just telling telling Ethan about it. And uh, he's like, what are you talking about? And I put it on, and he loved it. That was... I run a... uh, comic book club at my school and mm-hmm. we do fan films or, or origin films and I always show the making the, the fan films and the makings of that and Grayson yep now think about that too that was before there were really a lot of fan films or if they were and by the way a dead period for superhero films pre-Batman Begins yes yeah, you're yeah, right. I, I still think that had a lot to do with them actually finally going, all right, let's make our Batman movie because the people lost their minds over that thing. He was, and I know the guy who directed it, he said he was kind of lobbying to, hey, I want to do, look at, I can do Batman. And he really did. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Because that would, I mean, at that time, either fan films sucked. <laughs> or. <laughs> well, do you remember my one rule of making a fan film? I do. Don't make a fan film. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I kind of went, unless you're going to make it like that. You're right. <laughs> well, and then, because I remember showing you the Grayson one as well. I remember you coming over and I showed it to you. You actually looked at me and said, is this real? Yeah. Is this, it was done that well that you doubted whether, like, is this a real movie that's coming out? That's how well that thing was put yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping. I was Boy, hoping. that thing was fantastic. All right, so, Tim, what do we have next? Um, We are moving on to favorite performance by an actor or actress in a comic book-related adapted movie or TV show. Um, That would, for me, uh, that would go to, gosh, I I hope I'm saying his last name, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, thank yeah, you. I thank you so. so much. I'm horrible with names. Thank you. Um, as Wilson Fisk in Daredevil Season 3. Um, he, man, this guy, he's the kingpin. He is. I mean, um, probably one of the best villains um, portrayed, I think, in all these movies and um Universes. This guy actually, you actually kind of feel for the guy. They give enough. I mean, that's the nice thing about these long form stories that you get a lot of time to let these things breathe and explore the characters. And his performance, again, I, I you've seen season one and you saw yeah, how I saw it. It was great, great you yeah. And I mean, it's it's a just a continuation of that. It, it really is. I mean, I could have I could have easily um, gone you know 
even Charlie Cox on this for um, his portrayal as um, Matt Murdock, but Vincent's got it hands down. He was a uh, great performance. I can't state it enough. How about you, Darren? What do you got? Can I borrow this real quickly? Absolutely. I'll give it right back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm opening the envelope. <laughs> we have a tie. I'm giving my favorite performance by an actor or actress in a comic book related emphasis or adapted movie or TV show to William Zabka and Ralph Macchio in Cobra Kai. All right. A case could be made that at select intervals, each occupies the villain or hero role. In the end, both Johnny and Daniel find themselves at a crossroads. Phil? Well... Should it be a surprise? Mine is Tom Holland as uh, Peter Parker. Um, I haven't gotten chills in a movie to that point as to when, uh, I don't think it's a spoiler at this mm-hmm. point, uh, when he fades away and because of his, his uh, spider sense, <laughs> because of his spider sense, he can uh, he feels it coming. Um, and just everything up to that, and him like going into space, attached to the the shuttle, and yeah. just his responses, and it's just it's Spider Man, like it is Spider Man. He is Spider Man, and being the Spider Man fan that I am, it, it's it was just such it's so so refreshing. I remember when I saw him the first time in Civil War, and he hasn't let me down since. So um, I'm glad there is going to be another movie with him in it very very soon. <laughs> that that is awesome. Yeah, I, boy, that's uh, that is coming out soon, right? I think a trailer should be coming pretty soon. Well, me. we we have uh, Captain Marvel, and then it'll be. That's it's true. Not until May, I think, or July. So something maybe like that. with Captain Marvel, they'll show a trailer with that. I don't uh, know. Doesn't we'll the next see. Infinity War come out first? No, Captain Marvel's first. Have you seen the suit? Oh, but before Spider Man. Uh huh. Oh. It has to. Have you seen the stealth suit for Spider-Man? Um, or the yeah, it got, Far From Home, rather? It got it got spoiled for me, the noir right. suit. I was kind of bummed. I didn't want to see it. It's not exactly that. It's the noir suit. It kind of. It is. I like, I was the flip, because I follow a bunch of people on, you know, like, mm-hmm. YouTube, and I, like, flip past one, and it was, like, the stealth suit from, I was like, come on. Like, don't put it on blast like that. Like They put, the, the first picture they showed, it was on a mannequin that I saw, but then they, I think, uh, they got wise and they saw that eh, it doesn't look that great on the mannequin, so they released a still photo. Yeah, it looked good on uh, them, but I'm, it did. I'm still bummed that I saw it. I didn't really want to. I know. I'm to it, stay away it's, from hard, it's hard to. Like, why does he have a cell suit? Like, Ex- come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jeez. let's move right along. Um, now we're moving on to our favorite comic book related adapted TV show or movie. Um, and for me, can anyone guess? Uh, Daredevil. No. It's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> would, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's Daredevil season three. Come on, Phil. Not <laughs> what um, is this, 2015? <laughs> Daredevil season three. It is great. It is great. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Darren. Well, my pick for favorite comic book related, adapted, related, TV show or movie. Now, who could have predicted that the 1984 All-Valley Under-18 Karate Tournament would have such far-reaching historical ramifications? I don't think it's hyperbole to claim that it may be the most significant sporting event in history of mankind and maybe even beyond. I don't think it's even beyond comprehension to suppose 
that when Daniel LaRusso hit Johnny Lawrence with the crane kick in Reseda, California, 34 years ago, that the impact of that moment, both literal and figurative, were felt throughout the cosmos. <laughs> when really? Daniel's foot connected with Johnny's face, somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, two powerful beings discussed the departure of another young would-be champion. That boy is our last hope, remarked one being. No, there is another, replied the other. Cobra Kai is my pick for favorite adapted TV show or movie. Phil? Oh, man. Uh, So the thing that I've hit on multiple times, so it should not be a surprise, obviously Avengers Infinity War. I I was bouncing between a few of the films. Um, Black Panther, I Mm -hmm. I almost, almost slid it in instead, but... Those movies just kind of blend together, don't they? And it all kind of leads to that. That's and the beauty of the universe. Yeah. So with that, I, I was like, I could pick any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, honestly. But because, again, that fright that we had after the first Avengers movie, that are they adding too many superheroes? Is it just going to get too big? And that movie proved that they know what they're doing. And even though that there were basically three storylines going on at the same time with every single superhero that they introduced... It's beautiful. It's perfect. Juggling eighty characters, and they did it. Mm-hmm. And they they were smart enough to acknowledge the ones that were missing Ant Man. Yeah, and that was filled in by saying Ant Man and Wasp. Like it, they just did such a great job. And I think that piece was the culminating piece. And I will be hard pressed to not say next year that the next one is probably going to be my pick of the year next year if they keep this <laughs> pace up. It's it's hard not to. So good. Thanos was amazing in it. The emotions in it were amazing. Everything was so, so good. Um, what a great film. Have you seen that more than once? Uh, you've seen it twice. I've only seen it once. I want to watch it a third time. But um, uh, Lindsay and I have been slowly, very slowly, working our way through the cinematic universe. Oh, that's great. Um, and we just, like, we've only made it through, like, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. It, just, we don't have a lot of time to watch, like, stuff we've seen before. We try to watch new stuff. So you know uh, how we're you, getting there. You know how you beat Thanos, right? Crane kick. <laughs> Crane kick. I, I don't think I don't think sweeping the leg would work on that. You never know. I feel like we were both going for a sweep the leg joke there, and I beat you to it. All right, moving along to our next category, it is the rest in peace category. Um, we're we're talking about like a, a book, show, movie, series um, that we said farewell to, whether it was canceled or the series was over, or we're just. I'm done with it um, type thing. And uh, I will lead the charge here. Come on, guys. Take a guess. What do I got? What do I got? Daredevil. Could be Daredevil. Season four. <laughs> it has to be Daredevil. You know, it could have been Daredevil. But just to throw... I, I threw that one curveball in here. For me, it is CW's The Flash. Um, and the reason I'm saying rest in peace is because I'm dropping it. I oh, am, Yeah done with that show um even after the crossover even after the i love the crossover he was fantastic in it but the show itself has become too difficult i I have the problems with it for me one i find the flash to be too powerful of a character i think you have such a problem writing for a character that is that powerful it bothers me so much where you can have an episode where time just totally stands still 
because he's so fast. And he spends a whole episode going all over, uh, you know, the world and, you know, to uh, prevent a bomb from exploding. And then the next episode, he can he just runs and flashes in front of someone, and then they just punch him or you know knock him down. I'm like, well, well, I'm how, tired. are you fast or are you not fast? And it bothers me. It's like, <laughs> and I don't don't get me wrong. I get it. You can't have a show if things have to happen. But if you're if you're running up and you're why are you stopping even to say hello to the villain or I'm going to stop you, it ends here. If you're so fast, you should be just running in there. They shouldn't even see you running in there and you should knock them out before anything even happens. So that bothers me a lot. And the the other problem is I think the Flash character, he has way too much angst for the Flash. Uh, the Flash uh, that I've known wasn't, it was a little more lighthearted than that instead of, this guy seems to be, um, carrying the weight of the world the other thing oh this really bothers me um the two characters one um they got elongated man on there now and he is just annoying just really annoying but the worst the most annoying character is harrison wells um i know you've seen season one i've seen uh all the way through season what season are they on now i think it's four I don't know if this is the fourth season or the start I, of the fifth. I didn't see. Anyway, go ahead. The the problem. I know they reinvent him every year. That's the problem. the The season one, he was. Oh my gosh, they were, he was great. And even the one that was reinvented, um, I think in season two, I was like, all right, it's not the same, but I can go with this guy. But after that, when he was HR with the drumsticks, I no, it was there was another one. I think it was the one who was after the drumsticks. I think it was, he was the angry. Um, he was the one is that's uh, right. He was kind of angry. I actually grew to like HR. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> what you're saying, but now he's doing caricatures. They're bringing them in from different Earths. You're getting a wee wee French one, and he he literally does stuff oh, like that. Boy. And like you're getting hippie wells. Hey, dude, and now I'm. Really starting to question whether or not I should jump back. And it, oh my gosh, Darren, it is so. That is the biggest crime. So for that, I I couldn't take it anymore. My I I kept with it because my son and I were watching, but now Ethan's gotten to the point where he's like, yeah, he even. It, it seemed we would watch the show, and all we would do was poke holes in every episode. So it's like this isn't fun to watch. So for that, I'm done. How about you? After 31 issues, Harrow County bowed out this year. It came to its conclusion. The Southern Noirish horror story was unlike anything I've read. Writer Cullen Bunn and artist Tyler Crook crafted a slow-burning tale that was perennially, perennially on the end of year favorite list for me. Phil? Uh, I'm going with Scales and Scoundrels, uh, Sebastian Gurner. It was a 12 issue fantasy run, um, that it, it just didn't, it was an image book. Um, it didn't grab enough people or it just didn't have enough funding. It closed out. It was, it was fun. It was, uh, following, uh, dragon in the form of a human who joined in oh, I remember with, you yeah, who joined in with like a group and was like traveling with them. And there was this really cool storyline starting to build up with the dragons and uh, the dwarf went back home and they closed out with the dwarf kind of realizing that 
she can't stay in her hometown because it's just not big enough for her because she's used to the world. And it was just really beautiful and really well done. And there was um, a little hint at the end of the last issue that it may come back at some point, but I'm not holding my breath. So rest in peace, Scales and Scoundrels. All right. Well, we're going to, we have one more. We're going to actually continue with the rest in peace theme. Uh, this time, uh, not a title, but an actual character. Um, same parameters, you know, um, movie, TV show, comic, um, you know, whether it was canceled or the series is over or uh, the character was killed off or you're just done. And um, seeing that I complained about a bunch of characters in my <laughs> when I was explaining why I was dropping the Flash, I won't go into that. But uh, my rest in peace is I'm going to be no surprise to anyone is the huge theme that I could not get off of um, was Daredevil season three because um because the series was canceled um this thing was the story was great um the character arcs were moving um and the story man just when you thought you knew what was going on or what character was going to do what they actually had clever twists and um Things that you did not expect uh, and see coming. It, it followed things, but yet it didn't at some point. And it was it just it was one of those things that it just got better and better and better each episode, and till it ramped up to the end, um, where the stakes were so high and there was a lot of emotion going for for everybody, all the characters involved. And um, the only thing I can say about this, like I said, I said it earlier, um, I'm thankful that we got this series, um, we got what we did, and I'm thankful that it ended in a way that I'm satisfied, I'm not left hanging, um, it, I, I am okay with the conclusion to it. So uh, how about you, Darren, what's... Uh, what, what, uh, Look, I'm saying character, and it's I'm talking about the series. So, which character was it then? Just <laughs> well, I guess Daredevil. we could, yeah. But go, I, I the mean, the, it, it's yeah, Matt Murdock, yeah, Matt Murdock. But I mean, Murdoch. it is. I mean, it just goes hand in hand with the um, with the whole thing. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about the title when you talk about a character. I yeah, get right, it, right. but uh, well, mine. Uh, I, I'm sticking with mine from the Rest in Peace title. I'm going with Emmy from Harrow County, the teenage heroine who fought prejudice, poverty, wealth, elitism, and a host of supernatural terrors, was one of the most root-worthy characters I have been reading. Phil? All right, this one saddens me. Um, my sayonara, not sayonara, rest in peace, rather, character is Gert from I Hate Fairyland. The book that secretly ended on me came out of nowhere and Boom, it's over. She's not in Fairyland anymore. She's an adult, and she has a sad life. It's just, it was such a bummer. Gert was such a fun character. Um, and same same situation with Scales and Scoundrels. Scotty Young was like, I might I might do more with her later, but we left her in a place that if I don't get to come back, she's she's good. Um, but yeah, Gert, I, I always talked about how much I enjoyed that book. It wasn't always like my pick of the month or anything, but I love Scotty Young's art and... She was just a fun, very different character. So I, I definitely rest in peace, Gertie. I, I will always remember you hitting the moon and making it explode. 
good stuff. So regardless, that is the first half of our awards for this year. And we have a lot more stuff to talk about more comic book focused, I think more so than film um, in the second half of this. So in about two weeks, we will be back and we will uh, give you the rest of our favorites from the year. Uh, So remember up until then, um, be sure to check out our Instagram and give us a, a couple ratings on iTunes and look at our Facebook page and talk to us. Be a part of the conversation. We love hearing from you. You want to give us your favorites? We'd be happy to read them. Absolutely. And remember, all that is if you just search for panel scanners, you can find us. So that is it from us for now, and we will talk to you in about two weeks. So until then, enjoy your comics.